City 1, Aston Villa 2 and the away form continues. Aston Villa playing good football and managing to break down Leicester City in the 87th minute and clinching a really good away victory. So I think Villa were actually better in the Chelsea game, but this game they had to really find a way through Leicester and uh, Bertram Traore popped up on the 87th minute with that goal and um, what a goal it was as well. I wasn't really sure where the goal was going to come from, but you know you can always rely on Bertram Traore to do something ridiculous, uh, sublime or trip over the ball or beat someone in the byline and, and do that perfect through ball for someone. He's just kind of that kind of player and it's probably that kind of player you want to bring on to add something a little different towards the end of the game and he certainly delivered today. But going back to the start of the game, I felt this was a harder game for Villa than the one against Chelsea in a weird way. I'd already predicted Villa beat Chelsea 2-1. I had a sneaky feeling that we just had that cutting edge and against a team like Chelsea where they're a bit ponderous at the moment, well, they were with Potter, ponderous and they didn't seem to have any cutting edge. I thought we could could always nick that game and uh, it proved to be and Watkins was on top form in that game and McGinn as well just playing absolute out of his skin yeah we we survived that high line that we like to play against Chelsea as well I think uh, Mudrick got through a few times and he was clean through and he, he squandered a few chances so I think with the high line we're always at risk of someone springing it getting clean through and having that one-on-one with Martinez but thankfully in the game against Chelsea we kind of got away with it in some games, we're not going to get away with it. And I think that's something we've got to kind of figure out. I think it's, it's okay playing this high line, but it's it's extremely risky. I think it's probably one of the reasons why Leicester decided to start with Jamie Vardy as well. Maybe they thought they could get him behind us and uh, cause trouble with that high line. So we had a fairly unchanged lineup again. I think I heard a few podcasts saying they thought Kamara might st- start, but he, he wasn't even on the bench. So it looks like he's uh, he's probably got a little niggle there, might be out for a little bit. But um, nevertheless, we had McGinn in the middle with Louise, both on form. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, Bailey started as well. And uh, yeah, pretty settled side to begin with. But I think Leicester had done their homework. They they weren't really falling for our pass it round the back, round the six-yard box and, and invite them on to us and then break the lines. Leicester were actually just sitting back a little bit and not really pressuring us too much. And it, it kind of it left us with uh, less ideas than usual like against Chelsea we managed to invite them on and then break the lines and get beyond them and and kind of counter in that way but with Leicester they'd done the homework and they seemed like they were sitting in a little bit and just waiting for us to kind of figure Leicester out and try and get beyond them and it was a bit scrappy we had a few misplaced passes here and there and I think Leicester they were kind of on top without causing any problems for us really at all. I think we managed to keep them at bay, keep them outside that box. And um, they had a, a few little pieces of play, but nothing nothing too extreme that we couldn't handle. And then on 24 minutes, it was Wendy who slid in Watkins, who again, he's, he's just on incredible form. Like it wasn't a few months ago that everyone was on Watkins' back and now he's banging in goals every single game. I have so much confidence in him that he's he was triple captain in my fantasy football team this week. So uh, that goes to show how much faith I have him in, in, in him at the moment. And yeah, I, I think he he deserves an England call up pretty soon. He's he's just causes so many problems for defenders, just stretching them. Even one on ones, he doesn't score them all, but when he does get in the position, he's always causing trouble for the back four. So we went ahead and at that stage I thought we were pretty comfortable. I thought we were kind of cruising and we were in control of the game like we have been in so many of the latest games, just 
keeping the other team at bay. They were having a few chances, but we've kind of got used to other teams having a few chances, but not really threatening us too much. I think our defence looks quite solid, looks quite in control, even even letting teams attack us a little bit, but keeping them at bay. So Leicester's equaliser came from the high line that we like to play, and I'm not that sure about it, but I, I understand why we play it, but occasionally it's going to be sprung and people are going to be clean through and in this case it was Ashley Young probably targeted by Leicester because he's slightly older you know he's, he's doing amazing to still be playing and um, he was being not marked but he was on Barnes's wing and Barnes is quite a fast player he's got lots of skill he's got technical ability he can finish pretty well and the ball's just slotted over the top towards Barnes and he's he's just got the pace goes beyond Beyond Ashley Young leaves him, leaves him for dead. And Ashley Young, he can't really make a channel challenge because he's got beyond him. And if he does, it's probably a penalty. So he lets him go, hoping that the angle's too tight for him to slot it in. But Barnes does does what he needs to do and puts it in the bottom corner. Kind of comes off the post on the inside of the post and into the back of the net. And it's one-one and back to square one. Um, at this stage, I didn't think we were playing that well. It was um, Leicester seemed to be playing okay as well. We were having a few misplaced passes here and there. So the game ebbed and flowed a little bit. And um, yeah, we got to half time and it was 1 1. And into the second half, I thought we were playing some good stuff in patches. I think Moreno and Buendia, they started to play quite well down the left hand side. Some good understanding between them two. I think Moreno's really offering something different for us. He's. He's, he gets down that wing and he can beat a man. He gets inside that box and he just needs to pull the ball back and we've got a, a chance on goal. And I think we'll increasingly see him improving. He's already seems to be pretty consistent at the moment, but I think he can improve even more and he's just going to get quite a lot of assists even this season in, and into next season. So 70th minute, Dewsbury Hall goes in, bad tackle. Wasn't the worst tackle in the world, but it was... Made made the most of by Ashley Young, I think. And um, it was second yellow and he was off. But at this stage, I wasn't sure whether this would be a good thing or a bad thing because we've seen it before with Aston Villa. If a team goes down to 10 men, they then sit in and we find it increasingly difficult to break them down and, and score that winner. I wasn't sure it was going to be a good, good thing or a bad thing, but in the end, it proved like a good test for us to kind of move on and be one of those teams that can break teams down when they need to. So Emery is not afraid of making changes. He's trying to freshen up the team, I think, at this stage. He brings Young off, he brings Chambers on, takes Bailey off, brings Traore on, and um, Ramsey for Duran, Moreno for Dinier. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's all fresh legs on the pitch trying to break down Leicester. And at this stage, I wasn't quite sure where we were going to do it. It seemed to be a lot of stuff going down the left-hand side. And yeah, we're, we're, we're pressing, we're still trying to get that get that winner and um, a Leicester defender seems to pass it out and I'm not sure who he's trying to get it to but um, Bertram Trorori's there on his toes and he does what Bertram Trorori does just does something ridiculous and hits it first time and curls it over the keeper and in the back of the net and 87th minute game's won and uh, typical Bertram Trorori and uh, the fans go wild and, and we're up into seventh so absolutely brilliant end to the game I think we deserved the win in the end. I don't think it was a, a classic performance. I think the Chelsea performance was much better. But, um, you know, you've got to win ugly sometimes. And I think this was that occasion where we, we ground out the result. And um, we got a little bit of luck as well, I think. But with players like Bertrand Trory on the bench, he can always produce something or nothing. So it's uh, always a bit of a gamble. But he's useful to have on the bench for this reason, I think. Also, I saw lots of stuff on Twitter about Bailey again, and it's just a bit frustrating. I think we should just leave him alone for a little bit and let him play his game. 
I mean, there's other players who didn't have a great game. I don't think Ramsey had a great game, but you don't see people having a go at him. So I think um, we need to lay off Bailey. He's um, he's obviously a little bit out of form, but he's still in the team for a reason because he offers that outlet. And I think um, we just need to give him a little bit of time. Again this week, Moreno impressed me again, getting down that line. I think if if Buendia can strike up that understanding, I think we've got a great opportunity, a great outlet to get down that wing and get some really good assists in there for Ollie Watkins or whoever's in the box. Um, yeah, I think he had a really good game. Maybe man of the match for me, to be honest. So yeah, we held out for the last few minutes. I think Duran was putting himself about a bit, putting a few tackles in, giving away a few fouls. But um, yeah, he was getting about the pitch, I think, and um, trying to make a nuisance of himself. He won a corner late on as well, just to ease the pressure. So it was good to see him come off the bench and not necessarily do anything in an attacking sense, but just play for the team and really grind out that result right at the end. So it was good to see him come off the bench and be a handful and uh, an amazing result. I mean, the form continues and we're up to seventh above Liverpool for now. I think they've got a game in hand, but up into seventh and who'd have thought we'd be there? Like when the way the season started with defeat at Bournemouth, Steven Gerrard in charge and not scoring any goals and playing really narrow and and not really knowing what he's trying to do. It's just um, a complete breath of fresh air to have a manager, a top-class manager like Emery, who seems to just grind out results against difficult teams, away from home, at home. Um, he just seems to have a plan for everything and seems to be really instilling his principles and tactics on the team. And the team seems to be really enjoying playing and really enjoying everything that's happening at the club right now. If you saw the, the players at the end, all celebrating with the away fans and, chanting Troy's name it was uh it just shows you that you know there's a lot of belief a lot of teamwork and they're really enjoying their football at the moment so it's exciting stuff I mean we've got Nottingham Forest at home next up at the weekend and I know Forest are down there they're battling so it's never going to be an easy game but at home I think we can we can get a result there so um yeah another three points would be amazing I mean I'm not going to predict three points I think it might be a tricky game so it's hard not to predict an Aston Villa victory at the moment because we're so on form, but um, I'm going to go for a 1-1. I, I've got a strange feeling that Forrest are going to be battling for their lives and I think for some reason they will get a get a goal and I think we, we won't, our form can't continue forever. So um, I'll go for who's going to score. I think, um, I think Jacob Ramsey will score for Villa and yeah, I think we will, we will go away with a point from Villa Park. It's also interesting to see this week when uh, Sky Sports put out some of the league tables and it seemed to cut Aston Villa off because we were not high enough to for them to involve us. But when Liverpool aren't high enough, they include them. So you know, I, I don't think they all have any choice now because uh, being in seventh, I think they're going to have to include us unless they're just showing the top four or the top six, I guess. But um, the m more we can go on this run and keep winning, the, the less they have the opportunity to not include us in all their social media posts and their coverage of um, the top teams at the top of the table. I think it's interesting today as well. I mean, Ashley Young's been such a good player for us. He's been playing so well this season, uh, if not player of the season. But today we could see that we're, you know, we could do with a little bit of pace at the back. I know Cash has some pace, but he was out today. So you can see the strength and depth there for Villa. We need a squad where we can actually have options because we can be exploited there. They know that Ashley Young won't be the quickest at his age and Barnes can get down that wing and it led to the goal. So I think having an option off the bench that we could uh, include in the team that had pace would have been ideal. 
So yeah, going forward, I think maybe in the summer we'll look for decent cover there. I know Ashley Young's decent decent cover, but he is getting older and older and how long he can go for, who knows? But um, yeah, I think that's something for us to do in the summer. I don't think we'll be signing loads and loads of players. I think we'll be very strategic about picking certain players we'll, which will fit into certain positions and really add something to the team. A little bit like Moreno, I think, you know, people were a little bit underwhelmed that we'd only just signed Moreno and that was it. But if you look at the impact he's having on this team, you know, how much goes down that left-hand side, it's um, it's pretty impressive. And I think if we can do that with key players in the summer, I think we can really push on and um, really focus on finishing high in the table next season. So that's all for this week. I didn't get a chance to review the Chelsea game because I was at a wedding and watched it at the wedding, surrounded by Arsenal fans and Spurs fans. But watched the game but didn't have a chance to put out a podcast because I was at the wedding so it would have been pretty difficult but yeah it was good to sit down and and watch the Leicester game and uh, have that amazing ending to the game so yeah until next week we will be back next week uh, after the Forest game with a review so yeah until next time up the villa and uh, if you want to get your predictions in uh, your rumours your villa rituals and all that kind of stuff go to our website thevillasociety.com and post them there we'll read them all and if any of them are good we'll put them on the podcast so until next week up the villa